Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Tonight on First to the Floor, the Celtics lose a heartbreaker after Jalen Brown gave us some hope. We'll talk about that and much more next on First to the Floor. Spoonie here, uh, reporting live from my basement uh, post-game pod after the second Heat game where the Celtics lost 120-116 to 116 in overtime. I'm here with two of my favorite Aussies. First, Jackson, how you doing, man? I could be better, let's be honest, but I'm sure you feel the same way. But yes, uh, glad to be here, glad to uh, get through this, uh, this debacle together, if you want to go that far. <laughs> It's like a therapy session, and also joining us is Jake Eisenberg. What's up, Jake? I'm glad to be here with you guys. That's that's all I'll say. I feel comfortable now. All right, so fellas, um, obviously, I would say a very, very frustrating game, partly because of the refs, uh, partly because of the Celtics losing. But, Jake, what's your main takeaway from this one? Deja vu, man. Deja vu, but I have some I have some spin for you here. So I love it. This is actually a good loss because the the heat the heat beating the Celtics. No one's learning anything. No one's leaving this game and saying, "Oh, maybe the Heat can beat the Celtics in the playoffs." Everybody knows the Heat aren't beating the Celtics in the playoffs. They were lucky to get to Game Seven in the Conference Finals. Celtics got better. Heat are worse. These things happen in the regular season. Um, and with the Nets coming up next, the Celtics off a loss are like the 96 Bulls. So this is what we want going to the Nets game, which is far more important right. for agenda purposes like the MVP. Um, you know, the Nets, people still believe that they could kind of make a run. So that's actually a far more important game than the one today. So I actually think it's a good thing that we lost today. That's my spin for you. I that's love good it. spin, man. <laughs> That's, Jackson, that's how about you? What's your takeaway? Um, what is my takeaway? There, there, are, there are a few, but I think I, I learned more from the game two days ago than I did tonight. <laughs> yeah. T- tonight, everyone was off, except maybe Jalen Brown and except yeah. maybe Grant Williams. Oh. Um, maybe there's a bit of complacency because we just we, we, we beat the Heat two days ago looking like the team that we have been throughout the season. Um, you had to expect Miami to really want to win this game, not just after the two days ago, but also because of the playoffs and the way that they went out. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler. Um, I agree with you, Jake. I don't think that the Heat have any business beating us in the playoffs at this stage. Um, but Jimmy Butler's still going to do Jimmy Butler things. And when he came in, when he started getting going in the fourth, I just thought to myself, yeah, we're going to see some Jimmy Butler bull. 
until um, oh, many yep. times before this game is over. And we did. God um, but man, damn, I hate him so much. <laughs> but I respect yeah, that. I, I, I gotta say, yeah, yeah. I, I, I hate love him. Yeah. You know, I would, I would love him on, on the team, but that's never going to happen. So, you know, right here, Jimmy. But um, <laughs> now the takeaway, the takeaway is like we're human. <laughs> so basically, right. it doesn't happen every now and then. But every now and then, we are going to lay an egg. The three ball is going to desert us. Tatum probably, you know, you could say this is more proving that Tatum is human this season rather than that we are. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm not concerned about what I saw there because it just felt like a massive lull pretty much from everyone across the board. Yeah, it, it almost felt like, um, and Butler does this a lot, he was sort of lying yeah. in wait until the fourth quarter because um, I really did not feel his presence on either end until that fourth quarter and then he just got off he went crazy ended up with 25 15 and three uh and if you keep butler under like five assists i feel like you're defending him the right way because that's really where he can hurt you is when he's got the playmaking going too but yeah jackson i'm with you i'm with you both like tatum 0 for 7 from three horford one for four it just probably brogdon's worst game as a celtic um so if we're looking on the bright side, Jackson, who do you think had the standout positive performance for the C's? Um, I'm not going to say who I think the obvious standout performer is based on box score. I'm sure. going to say I'm, I'm going to say Grant Williams. Correct. Because correct answer. Yeah, maybe that no, was your great answer. Choice. My apologies, Jake. He was fantastic. <laughs> um, because he was just so reliable and dependable his shot was there he was making the right plays and we just needed some inspiration from somewhere and you know while we got a a tiny bit of a carry job from Jalen Brown I don't think we have any business being anywhere you know to to put that game into overtime the way that it went or even like hanging around with the heat you know particularly in the back half of that game without Grant Williams contributions so while the box score may suggest that it was a different player um I'm going to go with Grant Williams there because it was it was a really good effort um, from him tonight. Yeah. No, no Jalen, I mean, Jalen was obviously awesome, but it's like, again, deja vu, like 37 points, it went off, but the five turnovers and then like you take him with the five turnovers mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. But this was, I thought Grant's probably best game of the season. Um, they needed him and he was almost enough to get them back in it. But man, the, um, the development with the shooting, just not off the catch, but like he had the sidestep three, um, Jalen had a screen for him when he can kind of came off the pin down. It was like, okay, Grant. Um, yeah. Coming into the game, I wanted to see Grant on Bam more than we saw last game, and we we did see it more, but I don't not enough for for my liking. Al just can't hang with Bam anymore. Um, nope. No. Which is okay. <laughs> that's that's allowed. He's thirty six, and Bam is really explosive and really athletic. It's that's just a matchup that doesn't work for it. Like. Give give Al Embiid every day of the week instead of Bam. Um, it just isn't the right the right matchup for him, and so uh, that's where you feel feel Rob not being there. But Grant's definitely the standout. Um, so, I mean, Smart low key was, I think, amazing. Um, a couple of turnovers as well, but I mean, we had the the behind the back save out there. Like he was willing them. He was doing smart stuff down the stretch. It's just like yeah, yeah. Tatum, yeah, was hung over or something today this Big team time. has made so many timely shots that i just expected one of these threes in crunch time to go down and it just didn't happen i thought smart was awesome in the first half and then kind of 
a little not invisible offensively in the second half but you know he just didn't impact the game in the same way and I really don't think it's his fault that Miami zone like you just got to move the ball you can't just rely on one guy to make plays all night I mean smart had an excellent line but going back to Grant real quick I thought Grant was awesome defensively he had a couple possessions where he was like following Struess through screens he did really well on Bam. Bam had 28. I think most of those points were on Horford, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I just – this was an incredibly good game from Grant. And it's great because he was struggling yes. for the last couple – like, sneakily, we've been dominating, but Grant has not been good recently. Um, so, I want to go to the lighter side real quick, Jake. Eddie House was yes. in the booth for most of this game. <laughs> Am I? That was pure friggin' hilarious. Chaos, am I right? Like, did he know that he, that was gonna be what he was doing tonight? Had he had a couple of beers beforehand? Like, he was he was just one of us out there. Like, the moment of the game was, oh, and then because the refs obviously, we did their best to make this one of the worst games of all time. Um, and Eddie House yeah. getting out of his chair, taking the headphones off, and thinking that no one can hear him on the broadcast. I forget what he's, he's like. That's get that out of here, man. It's like. Yeah, to play. Yeah, and like yeah, and Scal's yeah. like, "Hey, man, like you, you can't be a broadcaster and a fan and yell at the ref at the same time. It's like, so good, man. It it had that energy of yeah, like just, just I'm just gonna walk down. I'm just gonna put some headphones on. They're just gonna be yeah. here with me and Scal and Mike was like, all right, just go for it, man. Um, we got a long, we got a great history of former players coming on the mic and just you know just just just, just shooting from the hip. Do you remember the Perth game yes. last year? Uh, against Oklahoma City, that was I'll never forget that. And um, yeah, it was a great contribution by us this evening. And um, yeah, it made it made an awful first half, oh, like quite yes. tolerable in my opinion. So yeah, yeah like it, it turned Maybe. into kind of like a good game. I would say like late fourth quarter and, and overtime. But up yeah, until yeah. that point, I wanted to just walk off a cliff. Like it was it was brutal. The and it was both sides. Like I don't think that the Celtics got screwed more than the Heat. You know, particularly. But it was no. um, it was just brutal to watch. Like in Heat, Celtics games are already brutal to watch. We don't need the refs coming in here and chunking it up. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah the, the, heat, the, the Heat love those sort yeah. of games though. The real exactly. jammy, oh. tough, grinded out sort of games. So when it was like trending that way, um, you just I just had a bad feeling that it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna go that way. Even like up thir- like 13, I think, in midway through the third quarter, I was just like, we gotta get up like yeah. 25 <sighs> before I'm starting to relax. And like, lo and behold, they force a couple turnovers. Tatum is an- anonymous and that style, that gritty style of like stop-start game just suits them and it got them the win. Yeah, and Scal was calling it out right at the beginning of the game and Eddie House kind of was <laughs> too. Whatever he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and Scal almost was like a loss for words at times. He's like, why is this game so slow? And House was saying, like, you got to run off makes. You got to run off makes. Um, it's just frustrating knowing that this team can shoot so well, and that's the zone buster, right? Like, you get you hit it to the high post, and then you kick it to these open shooters. And, man, we just could not get the three ball going, which is going to happen. And, uh, Jackson, to your point, we had a th- that 13-point lead. I don't know about you guys, but – once the heat whittled it yeah, down to six, like it, it's, yeah. we had the 13-point lead in the third quarter. Then they whittled it down to six by the end of the third quarter. And I was just like, oh, man, this is going to be trouble. Yeah, that was the moment. Because, yeah, you got up to 13. You're like, okay, that cute cute story from Miami. Like, good effort. 
Um, yeah. Caesar here to actually play how they usually do for like, that's all they needed to do. They played as well as they could for like six or seven minutes. We just needed like three more minutes and they probably win the game of, of playing as yeah. well as they have in the, in the previous games. Do you, this was, this was a Pritchard game. I don't know why that, why Joe didn't get him in there in the first half. I was Agreed. like, yeah, that it, it's obvious at this point. Like when, when the pace is slow and it was obvious from like the first five minutes of the game that for whatever reason they weren't playing fast today and I know that's like a Miami thing the zone yada 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 but um, they, they were just not playing fast enough get Pritchard in there get him up and down like he's it's worked pretty much every time I could see Pritchard I could see Pritchard playing for the Heat like, you know, one day in the future. You know, yeah. they had a, few, a little bit of muscle and he's just like a dog that just runs around and is disruptive and will hit a three when you need him to. So, yeah, may- maybe Cornet was like the, the the canary in the coal mine, the Cornet in the coal mine. Um, how many cur- alliterations can I fit in here? Um, but he was struggling. So maybe he just was like, you know what, if Cornet's struggling, you know, you're not going in there because you're just probably going to muck this up too but um yeah I, we didn't see a lot of i mean i think Derek white had like 27 minutes in there but like it just very much felt like it was smart it was Jalen at the two and then they just ran you know the, the other rotations that they had but we really didn't see a lot of like you know guard rotation going there it was very much smart um smart heavy minutes yeah Jalen played 45 minutes tonight man and and Tatum with 41 and smart 42 and that's like the stuff we've been talking about is you just don't want these guys to run up the this many minutes especially after the day after Jalen Brown's like gala for the juice brand and dude the Celtics had seven offensive rebounds Jimmy Butler had six himself we got pounded with second chance points 15-5 at halftime and like that's just one of those things where we just yeah. looked flat, man. And against a team like the Heat, you absolutely cannot be flat. They will punish you. It's yeah, it's it's so frustrating because like the analysis, like they should have done X, Y, and Z, but it was really just like try harder. And that's how it works with the Heat's like focus. Like some of the turnovers in the second half, like that Jalen to Jason one, like the miscommunication. Al had one yeah. where it felt like Tatum could get to it if he was like actually locked in. Even, if it, even though it was a bad pass, like how many of the turnovers did they have in the end? 20, right? How many of yeah. those were just like, yeah, the Heat forced turnovers. Like there's no question like that they do a really good job of d- disrupting the Jays on the way to the basket. That that part, you know, you, you hurts, but you can kind of understand it. <laughs> but like just the, the turnovers on the perimeter with guys, like you're not even, you know, you know, making aggressive passes into the paint. Like those turnovers are fine. The ones on the perimeter where you're just like trying to like reset the action and then they go down the other end for a layup. It's just, it's just sloppy and yeah. I felt, I, I, I can't remember how many times it happened, but I felt like Tatum got stripped a lot going to the basket as well, which has just been just non-existent throughout, yeah. throughout this season. So, you know, whether they force them, you know, top of the key out of the three and they immediately get a fast break off it or they can just disrupt, you know, what's going to be an easy layup. Um, it, it all just it all just added up, and like I think we we took we started turning it over like quite a lot in the first quarter, and when that happens, it's just like all of the omens are, are bad. At that yeah, yeah, yeah so, exactly. <laughs> again, like what business we had, like getting that miracle shot at the end and going and going to overtime. I just felt like Ugh, if we win this, this is just going to be like we are just we are just levitating above everyone else because yeah. we had no business being in this game no and, business you know, it yeah. just worked it, i guess it just worked out the way the universe had, had planned yeah we we sadly yeah, exactly. Sp- Spoonie, what did you <laughs> like coming into this game 
I was like, okay, you know, it's kind of like a mini playoff series. Um, kind, you know, I feel like if I was Joe, I would be looking at it as, you know, a bit of playoff prep. Um, I didn't like the, the lack of adjustments on the, like the hero bam, pick and roll. Like they just went over it again and got torched over and over and over again, creating so much space. They finally started switching it at the end. But like, yep. that should have been something. Yeah, it, it was like, what, why did it take so long? Especially considering we played them the other day. I think there's like a, a like a Bella check-in, like Yudoka and Stevens both did this. Like you almost don't want to show your hand in the regular season if you're playing a team where you think you're going to go against them in the playoffs. Like Miami's just in this flat 1-3-1 one, one, or man all day. You know Miami, you know teams like the Raptors and Nick Nurse have all these like junk, weird defenses they can throw at you, but they don't do it in the regular season that often, right? Unless they like really want to win the game. And I, I think it's partly like you don't want to let the other team know all the stuff you have in the bag. And I, I'm hoping Joe is doing that, but man, it is frustrating <laughs> as hell to watch Jimmy Butler just like walk into open mid-range jump shots or watch Hero walk into open pull-up threes just because we're just having Horford drop and Al is not the rim protector he once was, right? Like they were still getting what they wanted at the rim a lot of times even when he was in drop. So it just kind of begs the question like what is the point of this soft defense? And I don't know about I don't know about you Jackson, but do you feel like when we're switching, like we're up in people's yeah. like the defensive intensity just is not there. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I go to sleep sometimes just like bemoaning, like the drop. <laughs> I, just, I, I just, I just, I just remember how the finals went and like it got, it worked a couple times, but you just keep inviting that in there. And sooner or later, like guys like Tyler hero who have, who've gone off on, uh, gone off on us in the past is going to do it again. And Jimmy Butler, yep. you don't need to give him that kind of room. You saw some of the shots that he was hitting at the end there you give you're going to give him the easy ones it's it's, it's going to be bad news but no i just i, I think I, I think the switching tonight like there's got to be an element of you know we we did the business last game we're yeah. just going to take a little bit more of a you know a, a, a lackadaisical approach i'm sure they didn't like were conscious of that but mentally i just think they they think they we did the job we proved ourselves last game so we're just going to you know we're just going to roll with it this game which is like a terrible way of you know, thinking and it's probably not the case, but you know, the energy was just definitely uh, it's, down. It's, and, yeah. You know, Spolster is a great coach. You know what I great. mean? If he's going to have one look at us, and if it's a back-to-back, you bet he's going to yeah. make the necessary adjustments. And it was evident from the start. So, and their energy was just so much on a higher level than ours. So, yeah, it was, it was just off from the start, really. Yeah, Spolstra, I hate him. I res- this whole Heat team, man. I just, I like, I. They just. I respect the hell out of them. Like they have no business being yeah. good. Especially, I mean, they actually haven't been good this year. But like, there's been there's been no Butler, so that's fine. But like, this roster is not like it's not that good. Um, but they just they make it work. They're throwing all the different stuff at you. They run their stuff. Like, um, but yeah, I would I would like to see more switching, um, especially if you don't have Rob. Like Rob, if you're gonna play in the drop, he can kind of just guard both guys because he's a freak yeah, of exactly freak of nature but like yeah. like well, can drop it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Your jumper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly so um get back soon man because 
like bam you know you, you remember from the conference finals like the stats with and without rob in that series it was like less than five points per game and then if rob was out then it was it was bam time so that's kind of the matchup there yeah i so i don't want to belabor this yeah, painful yeah. game too much but we we do have to talk some more about jalen mm. brown because we did brush mm. aside jalen's performance but he was incredible tonight i think the heat were really trying to take away tatum and he just missed some shots he usually makes and he looked a little one of those weird tatum games that i thought we were over but uh may, maybe we're not but jalen was just incredible man i thought the way he was getting to the rim he was hitting his pull-ups i mean he was awesome and of course Maybe one of the craziest Dude. shots I've ever seen to go yeah. to overtime. I mean, that was nuts. I, I feel like we're never on the right side of those. I feel like I have, you know, I'll, I'll be seeing the OG Ananobi shot yeah. um, in my nightmares for the rest of my life. RJ, RJ Barrett, Barrett hit one last year. Like, yeah. uh, the first Bucks Celtics series, the Middleton, like 38 footer with like 0.4 seconds on the clock and like to go to overtime and they win, right? It's just like, yeah. I don't have any memories of like the Celtics hitting like game winning game saving 40 footers really do you remember the westbrook harden rockets two years ago three years ago and down three tatum misses the first oh yeah misses the second one kicks it yes. out brown yes. hits jalen yeah the time. they yeah. lost that um, one too and we lost that, we uh. lost that game too <laughs> yeah. when that happened it took me a minute to think about it but i was like you know what this reminds me of that game so i wouldn't be surprised if we end up losing and lo and behold um, we did, but um, yeah, it's obviously you get so hyped when shots like that go in, and you're like, as we were saying, like Jalen was great tonight. If Tatum is going to have an off night and is going to be, you know, well below par, like you need guys to step up, and it's all well and good if Grant can step up, it's all well and good if Malcolm Brogdon can step up, but you need your number two or you need your one B to, yeah. to show up. And Jalen Brown completely yeah. like was was doing his best to take over and win that game. And the rest of the team knew it too. Like Tatum was, he was setting screens. He was looking to find guys other, like, other than himself. So um, it became quite apparent, like when Tatum was not going, that this was going to be like the game that Jalen Brown gets it done for us. And he so nearly did. Yeah. But you know, again, if you get, if your your MVP, you know, candidate and like best player is going to play like that, if we got ten percent more out of him, um, you know, if yeah, Brown could have played fifty percent less of what he could, it would have been fine. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, that's to me, that's Jalen Brown just, you know, recognizing that this is his time. This is his moment. And he did everything he could to get us that game. And it just, just wasn't enough. And it's no fault. of Jalen was perfect. Like, yes, you don't want the five turnovers, just like, about. but you're going to put up 37 on 52, 45 it, and the free throw thing. Eight and this, nine. Is a, this is a thing yeah, now, right? He's career yeah. high. Um, and I feel like today I, I was like, I actually feel, I feel good about, Jalen going to the line, you know, how many times have we been watching the game, even on the playback stream where we just, we're coming up with different rules for what happens when we're doing Jalen free throws because we <laughs> can't bear the, the short first one. Um, but he's really, like, that's that's a thing so far. Um, yeah, but like Jalen, Jason, man, 27, 0, and 66. Like, <laughs> here's, here's what I'll say, though. I think, Jackson, that you made a great point that, how many times last year did we see Tatum struggling and try to shoot his way out of it and take yeah. 25 shots and go like yeah. seven for 25? He only took 18 shots and 
uh, Jalen took 23, and I do think he was working off ball. He set a bunch of picks for Jalen in the fourth quarter there to get Jalen open. So I think it's a good thing that shows how Tatum has evolved to realize, like, I don't always have to be the guy every night. Where at times last year, even when Brown had it going, like, he would get frozen out in the fourth quarter yes. sometimes. Maybe not intentionally, but it's like Tatum felt like I got to be the guy every single night. And tonight I will say 18 shots is, is still a good amount, but compared to what he usually takes or what he's done in the past when with games like this, um, I liked what I saw other than the fact he missed Dude, everything. Like even, even there was a three late that was like semi-transition and he got, he's got a wide open three and like, you know, I saw some people on Twitter. Oh, terrible shot! Like you got to know that you've been off all night. But like, if you got a wide open, a if you got one. a wide open three, right. yeah, right. I still, I was still like, I kind of felt like it was going to go in. Like this is going to be the one that it is. Like, um, yeah, yeah I, I think that's a really good point. That last year when it wasn't happening, he was trying to shoot him out of it. Like, yeah, he's taking twenty plus field goal attempts per game. Which only have eighteen today. Is you know, reined it in just a little bit. But yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah, and there were so many, there were so many shots that just like he just went to the rim, laid it up, and it just bounced around, bounced, and bounced out. Like, so many just wouldn't go down. You need one of those to go down in <laughs> right. regulation, and and again, we're sitting here with this improbable win, but it just was not his night. You know, he had that. It's a pretty sweet dunk though mm. that he had towards the mm. fourth, and every time yeah. he would get one of those, he thought to himself, "Here we go, it's gonna yeah. happen," and yeah. he would just follow it up with another another miss and. You know, yeah, it's it by his standards, awful, awful game. But by like this last year's bad game standards, that would be that would have been one of his better bad <laughs> games of last season. If that yeah, November, sense. December, yeah, yeah early December. Yeah. Several. <laughs> All right, fellas, you have any more takeaways on this game uh, before we move on? No, no, enough, enough, no. Enough. Okay, I hope I hope Cornet. Yeah, we we haven't got yeah. any updates yeah, on this well sure. too because like. Yeah, yeah. Cause he when he was limping around, I found myself going, "Oh no, not yeah. Cornette." Yeah, <laughs> like, me too. Where are we? Ago, like, who gives? <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. matter. But no, it's like limping. Like, oh no, <laughs> here comes more Vonley minutes. Yeah, man. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament tonight. We'll break down. We break down who will be cutting. Cut. What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right. Well, <laughs> we we got some good news, uh, I think, mm-hmm. yesterday or earlier today. The Green with Envy guys are cohorts on the Celtics blog podcast feed. And if you're watching on YouTube... Please go subscribe to the Celtics blog podcast feed on every single podcast app. Uh, so at least you support the show, support the Greenwood Envy guys. But Al Horford, two years, 
20 million extended Al will be locked up and a Celtic for probably the rest of his career. Um, and again, they talked about it on green with envy, so I don't want to belabor it too much, but he had an awesome quote today. And he said, for me, it's more than basketball, Boston. I feel a real connection here. Doesn't that just give you the warm and fuzzies? Yeah. That's not lip service <laughs> no. either. You've felt no. it from the time he got here. He just works, you know. His sister clearly loves <laughs> it here. He clearly loves it here. Yeah. I think the fact that when he went to Philadelphia, he sucked so bad. My conspiracy <laughs> mind makes me think he went there as a sleeper agent <laughs> yeah, to make it. them crap. And, you know, whatever, whatever they did to him in OKC to come back here he came back like better than ever so now nah, this is completely deserved from his behalf it's a great team friendly deal again he's probably going to retire a celtic here we get a championship man we've got a lot of retired numbers but i think 42 has got to be up there if he comes home with a ring because i couldn't think of a better more professional leader and example setter um and presence to have on your team than Al Horford. He's just been wonderful. And that I waking up to that news just made me oh, man. so stoked. So good. Yeah. Um, if if he was to win a title as a Celtic, do you think he's remembered more as a Hawk or a Celtic? Celtic. I think he's a, I think he's more of a Celtics player now than he ever was a Hawk, to be honest. He was so good for the Hawks. I, I then. mean he was. He was. was. What they make yeah, one Eastern Conference Finals with yeah. Al? Wait, wait, I got to um, bought it. Garnett. <laughs> there you Probably go. his best years were in Minnesota, right? Do you remember him? Yeah, it's, as a, it's as a true. Timberwolf or a Celtic? He's a it's Celtic, true. Yeah, in my opinion. Maybe a little hometown bias from the three Celtics <laughs> fans, but yeah. Sure. Yeah, I remember <laughs> him right. as a Celtic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even but watching I, basketball, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I don't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think like with all the playoff success Al's had, the fact that he made a finals with the Celtics and hopefully will make the finals again and win one with us. Uh, yeah, I think – get out of here, yeah. Hawks. Come on. They got beat down by LeBron once in the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals, and the rest was like yeah. second-round exits, first-round exits. So, real quick – uh, They had Jeff go ahead. best years. Jeff. So, so. They did, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. That's consolation. Josh enough. Smith. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. They made him play with Josh Smith. So, there could not be a more opposite player than Al Horford is Josh Smith. Um, real quick – some people said this is an overpay, $10 million a year. It's going to be his age 37 and 38 seasons. Jake, you concerned at all that this is an overpay with Al? No. Al has never been overpaid okay. in his life. He's that good at basketball. If we would have signed him to the four-year $109 million deal and he would have stayed in Boston, it would have been a freaking great deal, great value. He would, we would have made the finals in the bubble. Maybe maybe we win the, win the championship. We wouldn't have gone through that hellish season uh two years ago um al is gonna like as far as guys that take care of themselves and are aging gracefully um al is like the personification of that like uh the, the guys that struggle to kind of continue late into their careers something this is i haven't done the full research but the anecdotal evidence is like you can't just decide in your mid to late 30s to be someone that takes care of themselves you need to be someone that's been doing it consistently for their whole career yeah. and al's been durable his whole career it's been something that he's talked about since he's since he's been in boston and we i personally started paying attention to all of his quotes um he's and the fact that he's turned himself into like a, a proper shooter now like it's just a, it's just a game that's going to age person like 
really good gracefully. He's going to be able to be a connector yeah. on offense still. Like that's not something that I worry about. His positioning is still going to be fine. Um, yeah, and the idea is that you know Rob and Grant, the succession plan. Um, you just let him. You know, we're putting him in the. You know, slowly but surely, just ramping down the minutes. We've got a good retirement plan for Al out here. It's good times. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You consider you consider his salary and Rob yeah. Williams' salary um, next year. That's cheap, and then you consider the cap is going up in twenty three, twenty four. Like, yeah. you can say it's an overpay all nah, you want, but the, the reality is, like, by the last year of that deal, it's who it's would you rather have? And Al Horford yeah. for ten million or Tristan Thompson for nine million, which is what we did. That's yeah, a, I'll take seventy nine year old Al Horford every day of the week. I Tristan would rather Thompson have. Yeah. I would rather have Al Horford for twenty five million than Tristan Thompson. It's unbelievable. I hate that bum. God. Hate him. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) All right. um, So we've got one segment here unrelated to that painful heat game. We each picked a Celtics player and one thing we've noticed they've improved on this season. So Jake, you are first up. Uh Who's the player you picked and what is the skill he improved on? You want me to run the video? yeah, Yeah, run the video. All right, here we go. All right, so yeah, I got home last night late, and I'm watching Celtics highlights, especially this game. And Tatum's transition really stood out to me, and I was like, okay, has this been something that's been happening all season? Like, because it feels like his transition attacks have been up, and his finishing has also been up. And Spoonie ran the numbers for us. the The possessions are are up four possessions per game, one point three four points per puts him in the 84th percentile versus last season where he was in the 75th percentile so he's getting there more often and he's finishing more consistently in transition um it's been something that has always surprised me that he doesn't do more of because you watch these highlights and like no the the big guys can't keep up with him in transition he can get around everybody on the court um and this is my favorite one, just to cap it off here. Everybody's scared because he's been going downhill to the rim all game and then just pulls up for the three Bang. splash. And that's game. He's just so much yeah, like too, you know. Just, yeah. So it's, it's all kind of connected with Tatum's game, I think, at this point, is that, you know, he's... You know, and, and obviously not perfect timing to be talking about this because literally completely regressed today. But I think what he's allowed to have one poor game out of 23 um, games, which means he, what, he has you know, three and a half bad games a season. I think, um, I think we can, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, take we'll, it. we'll allow that. Um, but yeah, it makes sense. You know, the, the finishing at the rims up, he's more confident going to the rim, the strength. Um, and so just to implement that in transition, it just adds to his efficiency because transition is a, a place where you're able to get easier buckets. The percentages go up. Um, it hasn't made sense to me why it hasn't yeah. been something he's done more of in the past. So it's been great to see that kind of increase. So that's my, core improvement of the week (laughs) yeah i i really feel like he's gotten a lot better like luca is so good at like the deceleration when he takes a step to go for the layup and lets guys just run by him and tatum has like really added that to his bag where he you know you see these guys even in that video He'll just take that big Euro step and slow way down. People just run right by him and he lays it up so easily. So, um, yeah, 
he's a monster now in transition and he did not used to be he's had some rough transition seasons so him and Jalen dude especially with now there's no take fouls it's just so much fun to watch um unfortunately we exactly. didn't see enough of it this year yeah and yeah, <laughs> yeah tonight yeah, no, i'm not he did it game. once in like the third quarter yeah jason yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. in the third quarter in transition and i'm just like this is the perfect way to get yourself back in rhythm it's just run and force the issue like in transition because you're gonna get much better looks than what's happening in the half court right now but alas these things happen all right, I will, I will go here. I picked Marcus Smart and his playmaking, not his passing. He's always been okay. an incredible passer, but Smart has leveraged sort of the spacing and how we're playing offense, and he's averaging by far a career high in assists. He's top 10 in assists. His assist percentage is 30%. 30% of Marcus Smart's possessions end with an assist. Dwarfs his career high of 24 and a half, which was last year. And the best number is that his previous career high in assist to turnover ratio was 2.84. This year, it's 3.53, which is absolutely ridiculous. And he's assisting the Jays both. He's, he's spreading the love evenly. 2.3 assists a game to each Jay. It was 1.6 to Tatum last year and 1.3 to JB. And he's just done such a good job of, like, being at the controls of this super high-level, incredible offense. And, man, like, he's doing it out of the post. He's doing it in pick and roll. He's doing it on the short roll. It's just been really fun to watch Smart grow into being a truly borderline elite playmaker and not just a guy who can hit the right pass. It's – yeah, man. Go on, Jackson. I said, I said on the last part I did with Ben that, like, my hot take is that, like, Smart is now, like, like knocking on the door of elite point guard mm-hmm. status. And, you know, a lot of a lot of like, anti-Celtics people will be like, oh, <laughs> That's what they sound like, for sure. But, <laughs> absolutely, yeah, they're all ogres. But, like, if, if you watch the guy, like, the shots he takes, are it's a lot more smarter with his shot selection, his shot profile. Oh, like yeah. His playmaking and just finding the guys and, like, knowing his role and being in perfect sync with everyone. Particularly, got shooters just everywhere. Um, it's it's wonderful to see, and he's in complete control of this team when he needs to be. It's fantastic. Yeah, and like for the most part, you know the the no 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 shots the, that Marcus likes to take, they've got to be at a career low as well. I know they don't track that on NBA.com the no 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 stuff, but um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they're down. But then again, like on a on a night like tonight where you know Tatum's in foul trouble, Al's in foul trouble, um, you know 14 shots. Uh, I think he's averaging what, like ten shots a game. I think, right? Yeah, nine point two. Yeah, so like it, it was, it was, it ticked up today. But I think I didn't think that. I mean, there were, there was at least one or two, uh, no, no, no threes. But um, yeah, like t- like you know, someone else kind of needed to like because Brogdon was off, um, and Marcus is never <laughs> never gonna be shy. He's like if he if he senses it, this uh this could be the moment. And to be fair, he was still eight for fourteen. I think he's, he's what's great is that he's mixing the blend of of getting downhill, getting in the post, um, looking to, like, he's balancing, looking to score and looking to pass really well. Um, like, he had that play, I think, on the baseline. It was late in the game. He took Vincent to the rim. Heat helped over, and he kicked it to Grant, who had, like, the pump fake, you know, sidestep three. Um, and that's just been, that's kind of personifying what Marcus has been doing this year. Like, he often is the guy getting the drive and kick game started because um, he can really... You know he doesn't finish at the rim at the like the best of them, but he can really get to the rim because he's so strong. Um, and other point guards are just yeah. not not able to kind of 
to deal with him physically. And then that's and that's the spark that gets the the beautiful game going. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I I, no. I would like to. Yeah, I also like Marcus Smart. To the list, unless unless there's something else that needs to be said, I will just. No, please, it. Jackson. Um, sorry. For me, no, that's all right, man. For me, um, Derek White was a player that when we acquired him uh, towards the end of the trade deadline last year, I was so excited because I thought this is exactly what we need. We need a. We just needed like another good playmaker who can come in and relieve that pressure off. Um, Marcus Smart because I mean we had Dennis Schroeder oh, before man. that who like was good for the it was good for like a, a, some a lot of points sometimes like maybe once every 15 games but he was just not the guy that we needed Pritchard had a down year so when we got this guy in I was like yes here we go I remember his stats for that year with the Spurs his three-point shooting wasn't great but it had regressed slightly to what his career average had been before that i think like his corner three shooting was like really impressive and you know i I haven't run the numbers on that however wayne spoonie who is very good at running (laughs) the numbers has been kind enough to run these for me here so Derek white this season he was two of five 40 percent tonight which you know yeah great i'll take that got to the line a few times which as well um but i mean if you're going to have a negative connotation or negative thoughts of Derek White's shooting, you probably think back to the NBA Finals, and particularly probably the game that really broke our backs, Game 5, one point in mm-hmm. that game, one point in 21 mm-hmm. minutes. And, you know, if you get, if you just had two extra point, two three-pointers from him that game, that changes the dynamic of that game. Yep. You know, Would it have changed the result? I don't know. But this year, Derek White's shooting has come to life in massive ways. So... 45.2% from three. His previous best was, get this, 366 in the year 2019-2020. 46.6 on catch and shoot at 3.3 a game, as we see the vision here. Um, he shot 31% last year. That's a staggering improvement. Yeah. Um, and finally, 42.1% on pull-ups. Uh, that's just, just a, a smidge under one a game, and he was 28% last year I, I don't want to harp on too much about the finals because it's obviously a, a, a dark memory for all of us but if we do remember the, the bright spot which was game yes. one um it just felt like he couldn't miss in that fourth quarter and it's like he had like a, a an, an allotment of threes that he was going to make throughout that series and we just threw it all into game one it's like get through this and we'll deal with the rest later but if we had a modicum of the quality of shooting from three that Derek White displayed this year we could have had a, a ring last year and it's not to say it was all his fault <laughs> The team lulled. You could tell the energy was down. But uh, Derek White's shooting this year um, has improved dramatically, and I don't think it's a I don't think it's a coincidence that the team shoots so well from three that he's one of the outstanding performers uh, in that group. So that's my big improvement. Yeah, man. His jumper. He just looks so balanced and like so confident with the jump shot this year. Where last year it felt like. Once in a while, he'd get it going. Like, I think his first game, he went two for two from three, and the yeah. crowd was going crazy. But then he would just get so cold, and he was so inconsistent. And, I mean, dude, he's just ripping the net. It's crazy. He's yeah. so confident. Um, it, last yeah. season was an outlier bad shooting season for him. So, yes. like, yeah, so he was 31% last year, both. That's including the Spurs and the Celtics tenure. Um, but he is a 35, it's, it's including the 45% from this year, but he, um, he was a 34% career three-point shooter before yeah. this year. Um, and what's, I think he's probably the one where I think it's the most difficult to kind of figure out how much of this is sustainable. Like, is he going to be a 45% three-point shooter? Surely not, right? Um, I guess it's possible, 
but like we don't need him to be a forty five percent three point shooter. Like even though he he shot terribly in the in the finals, like he was their what their sixth or seventh man for that entire play- playoff run. Like he was a massive reason why they were in Game Six of the NBA Finals. Um, looking at oh, Game yeah. One uh, throughout the the Buck series, even when he's not making shots, like he's doing a lot of really good stuff. Um, so that's why like if 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 Derek White can just settle into like like 30 36 37 if that's like that's kind of in the middle um that would be an incredibly valuable player um and especially if he's you know shooting that consistently and still being aggressive and confident in the playoffs but if it does kind of like tick into that 39% range now like if Derek White's a 39% three point shooter he is like one of the best value contracts in the league like you know he he's you know he can be your point guard on any given night. He's gonna make, you know maybe make the all defensive team, and he can be an elite you know, catch and shoot guy as well. Like it's just oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 almost unfair. Like if Derek White is now a forty percent three point shooter, like that doesn't quite because what are you supposed to do for the defense? Like he was the guy that you know, people were were off, but if he's just like happy to happy to shoot away for for the playoff run, like good luck. Yeah, and to think it cost all it, all it cost us was you know, and there was debate whether it was an overpay yeah. at the start, but it cost us Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, and a draft pick in like 2057 or whatever it is, like <laughs> way in the future. So like those numbers, as good as they are, as yeah. you said, Jake, even if they were to regress slightly, if he can stay like just a little bit in the range of where he is now, man, it is it's a brilliant value yeah. contract, and he's an incredible. I will say on that pick in 2050, we are. This Celtics fans should be very in on the Spurs tank job because Spurs getting Wembenyana, one where you want him to go west anyway, but the Spurs being like pretty good in 2028, making that pick swap, you know, you kind of just want them to be good in the sense that like, so if you do have to swip, swap, um, it's not a massive kind of issue. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's just a little side plot there. That's a good point. Nice thing too. He's locked up for the next three years at a really reasonable contract, too. So, like, he's not going anywhere unless we can upgrade on him with Brad's just going to parlay Derek White into a better player with another pick in 40 years or whatever, maybe. But I'm happy with D. White. I don't want to trade him. But it's just great that he's uh, locked up long term as well with the rest of this core. So, uh, all right, gentlemen, that's we're going to wrap this (laughs) one up. The next three games are the Nets, the Suns, and the Clippers. Jackson, what's the Celtics' record in the next three games? Three and up. <laughs> I love I it. Think, I think what Jake said at the top of this, I couldn't agree more. We are the 96 Bulls coming off a yeah. loss. And Tatum, to have the, the game that he had today, he is going to have a long, hard look at himself tonight. Probably after the hangover yeah. dissipates, he's going to be <laughs> up, he's going to be shooting, and he's going to get back to it because we're going to need him. As bad as the Nets have been so far, they are starting to sort things out a little bit. Durant is yes. having one of his best seasons ever, really, if you look at the stats, which is mm-hmm. mental. And you know for a fact they have circled this game on their calendar months ago. So this is a big game that we got to get through. The Suns are no joke either. I think we got absolutely, like, torched. This is when we were crap last year. Last yeah. time we went to Phoenix, and they're playing so well, even without Chris Paul. 
And the Clippers, I mean, as as average as they've been, the Clippers Celtics games are always just fire. Just, just yeah, they are. They're yeah. incredible. And so these are three tough games on paper, and the games following that, like this stretch, is quite important for us. But I think as much as this game sucks to lose tonight, I think it's exactly what we needed. And I think we're going to see a big time bounce back. And I think we're just going to reaffirm that we are the best team in the NBA by going three and zero to start this road trip. Man. Love that. I will say, I, 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 he's actually, I'm pretty sure it's Nets, Raptors, Suns, Warriors, Clippers. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. yeah, sorry. <laughs> does that change your answer? Does that, does that change Raptors. your answer at all, Jackson? <laughs> Sticking with three, you know? No, no, no. Or yeah, four, we're going to no. play three Thank games and win four. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I like... I like what's going to happen in this next game. Tatum, um, I mean, KD's going to have this one circled too because Tatum took KD's lunch money in the first round of uh, the playoffs last season. Uh, this is what I'm saying though. This is why it was a good loss. This was a good game to lose because we're going to bounce back. KD, Tatum. I mean, what I like about the matchup from the, for, for the Celtics here, yes, the, the Nets are going to get up, um, you know, get up some shots, but like they just are so small. They have no one to guard either Jalen or Jason. Like as well as KD's playing this year, I don't yeah. think Ben Simmons is even playing in the in the game. Yeah, no, he's supposed to um, miss a couple. Which, of games, to be honest, yeah. I don't think has like a massive impact. He hasn't been that good defensively so far this season, anyway. Um, I like the matchup just because the Celtics can really like they were able to pour it on in the playoffs last season. But this offense uh, coming off a loss is going to be just like ready just to rain fire down upon these guys. I want to get Seth Curry back in the torture chamber. I want Joe Harris in the torture chamber. If there's no Bruce Brown, who was like the best player in the in the net series, he's not there. Um, True. Got the Kyrie element. Like, I'm actually, yeah. Hang on. I don't think my boss listens to this podcast. Um, yeah, I'm calling in sick on Monday morning. I'm, I'm, I'm locking in for um, <laughs> football and like, the World Cup. It's, it's time. We'll still be hungover. Exactly right. Damn right. (laughs) We'll see you guys in the quarterfinals, baby. Yes, yes, man. Yeah, I'm just really bad at reading Google how they lay yeah, out the it schedule. Is weird. So my fault. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it goes left to right, like you know everything no, else. No, it should but be down just... all the way to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So that's my bad. <laughs> this is why I don't host that much. <laughs> um, all right, fellas. It, unless you all have anything else to add, I think we're gonna wrap it up there uh, with me screwing up the schedule. <laughs> so uh, that will do it. For the first of the floor podcast, C's three and O, six and O in the next <laughs> yeah. six games, whatever. We're not losing again. See ya.